Hey, and welcome to Choir Talks. I'm glad that you're here to listen this week. I'm looking forward to sharing some scripture with you. Um, last week in my personal reading, I, was, I finished the book of Psalms. If you've been following with me, you've heard several Psalms. And uh, so just as a commercial, um, our pastor, Michael Estes at Ridgecrest Baptist Church is starting into a new sermon series in the Psalms for really a lot of the same reasons that I chose to read it personally. It's just a great book to read during this COVID-19 crisis. Um, and I think God is gonna use him to speak some, some great things over the next few weeks. So I invite you to, to catch our other Ridgecrest podcast and uh, the live stream and hear Pastor Michael talk about Psalms. So since I finished um, Psalms last week, I flipped over to the New Testament this week to begin to read and I chose the book of Galatians. So we're gonna read some out of Galatians. Why do you care what I'm reading personally? Uh, the reason why I'm telling you that is I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel motivated and hopefully compelled to read um, the Bible daily. Um, I'm just showing you how I read through uh, these scriptures and how I think as I, as I read through them, um, maybe just as a guide, maybe just as a prompt to, um, to get you thinking and going and reading on your own, but it's the goal of Choir Talks, really, that my listeners are also going to be reading on a regular daily basis. Uh, you are every bit as capable as I am or your pastor or any other believer from reading God's Word and uncovering truth in there because you have the same resource that we all have. You have the same teacher that we all have, and that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, will lead you into all truth. Um, so today we're going to read from Galatians and also actually we're going to read a passage that talks about the, the work of the Holy Spirit. So I'm starting in chapter 5. That's where um, God just stopped me and highlighted a verse to me that I want to share with you today. But let me give you a little background information. If you're reading through Galatians, um, by the time you get to chapter 5, you've read a lot about how Paul is talking to the Galatian believers uh, to avoid um, living in legalism. Legalism is uh, trying to be right in the eyes of God by doing your best to live up to the law and to do the works of the law. But the obvious problem is that none of us can live up completely to the law just in our own strength and our own power. All of us are bound to fail. Um, the good news is, however, that and that our relationship with God doesn't depend on us perfectly doing all the law. Our relationship with God depends on the finished work of Jesus Christ uh, and what he did at the cross. Legalism focuses on uh, what we do, and it's never enough. But Paul focuses in Galatians on who we are in Christ. He tells us that in Christ uh, we are complete and we're the children of God. We have this new identity and we have the Holy Spirit. So then we get to chapter 5. The first verse in chapter 5 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. That's freedom from the old covenant, freedom from uh, this trying to keep up with the law to make ourselves good before God. You're free from that, he says. Uh, so stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So here's the danger. Um, once we're now set free from all of that, um, we still have the possibility of going back into slavery, but this time the slavery would be in, in sin. So here's the passage that I really want to deal with, skipping down to verse 13. 
He says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Um, so he's warning us now that even though we're free, uh, that we don't want to fall back into a life of trying to live in slavery to the fleshly desires, live in slavery to sin. Um, because we're set free from that already in Christ. Through Christ, we're free from the guilt of sin, we're free from the penalty of sin, and we're free from the power of sin in our life with, with all the freedom that Christ has bought us through his precious blood on the cross. It would be a shame for us to go back and live as slaves of sin. When he says here, don't indulge in the flesh, uh, in the original language, um, he's, he's really saying don't give sin a, a stronghold, uh, I believe is the word. It's a military term in here that means don't give sin a base of operations. Don't let the enemy have a base of operations in your life now as a, as a free believer. Uh, and then he gives us an instead. So don't be a slave to sin. The next words are this. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. All right, now those are the six words, the words that I think God highlighted uh, for me this week. I want you to hear those six words and think them. Serve one another humbly in love. I want that to just uh, echo in your mind a little bit in your heart. Um, those six words, that six word sentence is powerful. Uh, I've been so proud of the individuals in our church uh, during this COVID-19 crisis who have put those six words into practice in their lives. There are many people um, at Ridgecrest who have stepped up and um, begun to serve other people as they've seen needs. They have found creative ways to serve other people humbly and in, in love. And um, this, this whole crisis, to me, gives opportunity for us to fulfill that. Uh, it seems strange to me in this middle of this argument about um, not being slaves again that he uses the word servant because you know, being a servant sounds an awful lot like being a slave, right? Um, but when we act in love and serve others, um, there's a great sense of purpose. We're acting now in accordance with the new self that we have in Christ, the new person that we are born to be as we were created children of God. And when we act in line with who we are, we have this great sense of fulfilling a purpose. And there's joy in doing that. So being a servant is not a, is not a burdensome thing for a believer. Uh, it's, it is fulfilling who, who we are. We serve and follow Jesus Christ who came himself to be a servant. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 says that he uh, set aside um, the, the, what he had in glory and took on the form of a servant and came to give his life humbly on a cross to bring us salvation. Because he served, we also serve. So here's the question for you this week and for me. How are you serving today? Who are you serving this week? So, you know, he's talking about liberty here. You and I have probably more liberty of time, more freedom of time than we've had in a long time. Um, you're either not working or probably working less. And even if you're working just as much, you probably have more margin of time because you don't have the opportunity to get out and do all the other things that you might have been doing. So how are you using that liberty? Uh, in this verse, he says, you're called to be free, you have liberty, 
but don't use your liberty uh, for the flesh. Instead, serve one another. So in Paul's mind, it's kind of like liberty plus love is going to equal service. Liberty without love is going to be slavery to sin. So I ask you again, how are you using this liberty that you have in Christ, this liberty of time that you have right now? Is it manifesting in doing acts of service and, and serving other people? Those six powerful words, uh, serve one another humbly in love, uh, are not only a directive to us, but it also gives us the manner in which we're to, to serve. Um, he says that we are to serve humbly. Um, Paul also writing in the book of Philippians says this, um, chapter two, verse three says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Do not look out for your own interests, but also for the interest of others. He, he, he tells us also in Philippians to serve, but he, he says to do it in humility. Um, now here's the problem for a lot of us. Maybe we're willing to go and to do something and, in service, but we really want to be noticed. We want to be recognized. We want to make sure that, that we get our props from the people around us for what we do. But that's not humility. The way a believer is called to serve is, is in humility. Um, Jesus warns us um, that um, when we those who serve in such a way that they're noticed by others, he says, they have their reward already. Their reward is being noticed. That's what they really wanted in the God. But the way that we are to serve is quietly. We are to serve in such a way that maybe only the Father sees and not for the recognition of other people. Um, so we serve with humility. Um, well, Jesus himself, think about um, the night before he was crucified. He, he had all the disciples together in the upper room and he, he took the towel and the water and he began to wash those dirty feet. Uh, even Jesus uh, humbly bent down to serve. And, and if we follow him, you, there are going to be moments in your I guarantee you this, if you choose to be a servant, there are going to be moments when you have to, to be humble to do that. You're going to be asked to do something that seems far beneath you, like washing somebody's feet. You may be asked to do something for somebody that, that to you might even seem beneath you. Um, Jesus says that we are called to serve the least of these. And so God is going to send you to someone that is the least of these. He's going to call you to do something that is, is difficult and um, maybe not becoming, but it, it is going to be your service, and there's great joy in that. So he gives us the manner to do it, which is humility, and he also gives us the motivation. He serve one another humbly in love. Here's our motivation, is that we are to do it in love. Any other reason that we might have for serving someone uh, is just going to be for our own self. But when we do it truly in love, then we are doing it for the sake of the other person, sacrificially, and we're doing it um, to honor our Father. So uh, Paul says that love is the, the greatest of the most enduring characteristics of who we are in Christ. Um, he says the greatest of these things is love. So think those six words this week. Wherever you are, whatever opportunities you have to interact with someone on a video conference or uh, maybe in person or maybe over the phone, whatever that looks like, God is going to give you an opportunity to serve this week. So think these six words. Serve one another humbly in love. Let me pray for you.
Father, I thank you, Lord, for those who are uh, listening to this. Father, all of us are under a, a different way of life than what we've experienced, Father. And some of my listeners out there are having encountering difficulties because of what the virus has brought into their lives, Father. And I, I lift them up and ask you to strengthen them and to help them. And Father God, I also ask you that you would give them and me opportunities to serve, God, that you'd give us opportunities, that you'd open our eyes to opportunities around us to serve others, that you'd give us a heart of love to do that, and Father, that we would do it in a humble way, in a way that gives you glory and not us. And uh, Father God, we ask you again in the name of Jesus, God, that you would take this virus away, God, that you would um, cause there to be no more loss of life. Father, and we ask you that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining me this week. Hope you guys have a great week.